Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today we have a crazy entitled parent story of someone trying to buy another person's pet lizard. We'll get into that in a bit, but first... Entitled mom only cares about my potential to produce grandchildren for her? I, 23, grew up in an aggressively religious household. To the majority of my family, mental health isn't a real issue. There are still loads of things that women can't or shouldn't do. And biggest of all, LGBTQ plus rights don't exist to them. And nobody outside of their tiny box of perceived normalcy can have their names, pronouns, and lifestyles respected. When I was old enough to make my own decisions, I decided that I don't really care about anything that seriously. People can do what they want as long as it's safe and legal and respecting names and pronouns is not a difficult task to follow. Worrying about everyone else's life choices instead of minding my own business just guarantees that, like my mom, I'll end up with grey hairs in my 20s. Lately though, aside from the realization that I'm bisexual, I've also started to question other aspects of my identity. I might lean slightly towards being gender fluid, but I understand that I can't fully explore that part of me until I know that I'm safe. Earlier this week though, I started spiraling hard. I hate my body. I hate my shape. I hate the very noticeable parts of me that would indicate that I'm a female. The person that I see in the mirrors looks like a stranger and I absolutely despise her. So I finally started wearing my binder, rest in peace lungs, and I spent a little money on some larger shirts and pants from the clearance section. I'm not flat by any means, but these changes in addition to my naturally deeper voice helped me to feel comfortable for the first time in a very long while. I went to work today and even though it was chaos from start to finish, per usual, I was in a really good mood. I know that simply covering everything up isn't a permanent solution, but I was able to look in the mirror earlier and not feel disgust and loathing. I could go on and on about how great today was purely for that reason. When I got home, though, the first thing that my mom said to me before even a hi or a what's up was, I don't like your new clothes, they make you look like a boy. She continued from there with, you should be wearing small, form-fitting clothes like other girls. Instead of my usual method of just apologizing and being submissive, I said, I understand that they're not your style, but I think they're mine. I just wanted to be comfortable at work. This wasn't a lie, I was extremely comfortable today. Nobody called me sir or anything, but nobody called me miss or young lady either. But when I didn't give her the exact reaction that she wanted, she scrunched up her face and said, Let me ask you something. You like guys with glasses, right? Something that I told her in secret, mind you. I just think that glasses really compliment people's faces regardless of gender. Um, yeah? Well, how would you get a guy to like you if you go out dressing like that? She kind of gestured at me with her hand, as if she were pointing at something disgusting. I'm not really looking for guys' attention right now. This is sort of the truth, but I framed it as I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my life before I bring a significant other into the mix. Yeah, but how will you have kids if you don't find a nice guy? 
Now, we've unfortunately gone over this exact topic with uncomfortable frequency. She really wants her daughter, aka me, to give her grandkids. Even though I've said in no uncertain terms that I do not like kids, I do not want kids, and even if I did want kids, I would rather focus on taking care of myself and a potential partner before I even think about making a child. I keep this bit to myself, but I grew up in a household with way too many mouths to feed and not nearly enough money, thanks to her. I don't want to put even a single child through that, if I can help it. So, kids or no kids, getting a career and finding a nice, affordable place to live is the top priority. So, this is unfortunately the point where I just had to give up. I made some excuse about needing to water my plants, and I left the room. As I left, she yelled after me to go change my clothes. I did no such thing. It's been hours and I'm just wearing the clothes while sitting around in my room. I'm getting used to the binder, and I can temporarily let my eyes wander down to my torso in the mirror without feeling bad again, but it's frustrating to know that my mom would never support my discoveries if I ever came clean about them. My sexuality and gender identity are very new topics of confusion and frustration for me, though if I'm honest, there haven't been many times where I was actually comfortable and happy being a female, or where simply looking at a guy made me drool. I just hate that I have to learn and discover this stuff on my own, since nobody in my inner circle of family would condone any of this. Thanks for reading. I mean, I definitely can't relate to this directly on a personal level. It's just nothing that I've personally really experienced. But my question would be, is OP okay with knowing that eventually, from the sounds of it, they're going to have to distance themselves entirely from their family? I mean, I do think it's better to be yourself and explore what you need to explore than lock it up and pretend to be somebody that you're not or don't want to be just to maintain some kind of relationship or, God forbid, live some kind of double life where you are exploring and then put on a facade every time you're around your parents. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is... My mom made a scene after I crashed my motorcycle, called my dad the N-word. Hey everyone, I just really needed to post this because this just happened and thought I'd share this. So, I love my mother so much, but she is 100% narcissistic and entitled. So about two nights ago, I was leaving my buddy's house and it was around 10pm. I put on all my riding gear and hopped on my motorcycle. About a mile down the road, I began to lean into a turn when my back tire slid out and then a few steps later, I'm in someone's yard under a tree and my motorcycle did a few barrel rolls so it was a bit beat up. It still ran though so I called my buddies and they came over in an instant. They gathered me up and took my bike over to their house and I was taken to the hospital just to be safe. I made sure to call everyone like my girlfriend and my dad. I left calling my mom last because I know how she acts. I made sure to tell her that she didn't have to call. It was a Saturday night, and I could tell that she was drunk, so I especially didn't want her there. Then my brother calls her and tells her that she should come. He said that if she didn't go, it would prove the point that she favors my brother, which she always did. So she headed over with her new boyfriend that I had never met before, only heard about. So I'm sitting in the ER, and my mom shows up sobbing. I'm chilling there with my girlfriend laughing about what happened. At this point, I was fine because I wasn't in too much pain. All the gear I was wearing saved me from taking any significant damage. Then my dad shows up and that's where everything went downhill. 
They already began to argue as soon as he got there. I didn't hear much of what they were saying, but most of the time my mom's making me feel worse going on and on about stuff I wasn't really paying attention to. As the doctor was taking my info and making me sign something, she whispers in my ear, I'm gonna kill you. I turned around like, what the freak? I was just in an accident. That's not what I want to hear, you know? Then my dad asks me about my car because we have to figure out how we're gonna grab it from the storage unit. My mom then gets upset I'm talking to him and ignoring her. I try to explain that he asked me a question and she just got mad. We finally go back to the waiting room and my mom says something to my dad, currently like 10 feet from me and my mom. She then goes over and screams to my father, that's why you're a N-word. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I was stunned. Everyone begins to look over and I can't even go anywhere because I bruised my ankle and knee. She then went on like nothing happened, and I just wanted to die. After sitting there for what felt like an hour, they took me to get x-rayed and I was so happy. Sadly, they brought me back right after and I had to wait for the doctor to see me. I was there for a while. Eventually, my mom went up to the front desk and asked how long it was gonna be. As soon as she went up, I prayed she didn't make a scene like she always has. Well, I was sadly wrong. My mom begins exaggerating how long we'd been there for and saying that I'm in so much pain. I wasn't, my knee was just uncomfortable in the wheelchair. Then the young girl at the front desk tried to explain to my mom that there's only one doctor at the moment because they're understaffed. Of course that wasn't okay with my mom. She began yelling at the girl. The girl had to tell her to calm down and she just kept screaming. She had to threaten calling security on my mom. She finally relents and goes out to smoke a cigarette. While she's out there, I finally get called back to see the doctor and I pray I go in before she comes back because the nurse says that only one family member back at a time. I was once again sadly mistaken. My mom came back right as I was going back and begged my dad to go back with me. He eventually caved and my mom came back with me. Once back there, they took my blood pressure and stuff. Then after what felt like forever, the doctor finally came in. My mom proceeded to not let the doctor talk to me and explain what happened. She just kept talking and talking. It seemed like she talked more than the dang doctor. The doctor was trying to tell me that there was nothing broken or fractured, but my mom just kept talking for me. I couldn't even talk to the doctor. But finally the doctor left and they gave me my prescription. I finally left the hospital at around 3.30am and I was so glad it was all over. 
I will never be calling my mom in a situation like that again. I mean, this would just drive me crazy. At some point, I feel like I'd be shouting at my own mom. I'd be calling for hospital security to just bring her out of there. Forget whatever semblance of a relationship. I can't put up with that while I'm in the ER. This next story is... Please advise on how to navigate going low contact or very low contact with parents. I, 28-year-old female, started going into therapy when I was 22 or 23, and my then-boyfriend, now husband, male 35, started telling me that I was dumping my traumas on him and he was not taking it. Thus, if I wanted our relationship to work out, I needed to get help. It took me a lot of internal work to realize my home, where I lived with both of my parents, was one of the main sources of my unhappiness as they put tons of expectations onto me and I could not live up to them. I was great but never excellent enough. If I did not agree with them, I was immature or not able to see the full picture, etc. I didn't know how to regulate myself and I had anger management issues, depression and anxiety. One of the recommendations from my therapist was to leave my parents' house and start taking care of myself to keep me from depending on them. I did and moved in with my boyfriend because he knew my emotional state was not good enough and he was worried I would commit a stupid decision. I cannot express enough how my life improved. My self-perception, my emotions and everything. I started to feel more confident and happy and as of today we're married with a baby, two months old little guy, and we're very happy. Since I met my husband, my parents were not fond of him but were not rude to him. However, they would badmouth him when he wasn't around and mock him in front of me, the same as they did to all my previous boyfriends, friends and all family acquaintances. You can tell that they are the people who think they can dictate what's bad from good. So when my relationship with boyfriends started getting more serious, so did the rudeness towards him and their bad mouthing. And when we got married, my parents were the only couple who did not get happy at all and told me he was a bad person. I shouldn't have married him, I need to see his true colors as he's alienating myself from family, from them and he's a narc. After my wedding, I explained them my boundaries and kept low contact. They did not take it great and only spoke to me in a cold manner and only to emotionally manipulate me. When I told them I was expecting my baby, they didn't pursue any communication with me unless I reached them out and did not ask me anything during my pregnancy. When my son was born, they visited at the hospital to meet him and had an awkward interaction between them and my husband. After that, we exchanged some messages for Mother's Day and Father's Day and in the latter, my dad told me I was being an ungrateful child and keeping my baby away from their grandparents. And if I didn't pursue a relationship with them, they would no longer try to have contact. I explained again my boundaries to him, mainly you are not respecting me nor my happiness and life choices. You did not care about my pregnancy, nor my baby before he was born, as if you did not acknowledge my pregnancy, it wasn't real. You've been badmouthing me and my husband, especially my husband, with all family and friends. You keep trying to manipulate me emotionally and I'm not having it. But then again, he said I lack common sense to see my husband's true colors, and as I'm being manipulated, I'm not aware that all this bad things started happening since I met my husband. Now here's where I need the advice. I do stand with my boundaries and going low contact, and I do not want my son to grow in a toxic environment. 
emotional manipulation, lack of respect for himself and his boundaries, etc. But sometimes, I miss the contact with my family. When I told my therapist about this, she told me that I need to erase my family expectations and realize that my parents do not love me as they've always conditioned their love to keep meeting their expectations. And as now I'm not meeting them, they're being this mean. My husband thinks the same. He's told me that they might have loved me when I was a child and tried to dance to the rhythm they wanted me to. Academic excellency, several extracurricular activities, competing against my brother, and always winning against him as I was the golden child, etc. But now as an adult who's taking her own decisions, they do not like me, and that I should understand this. But how can I come to terms with this when I can recall several good memories? And I know they love me. They only want me to do as they want and they have zero emotional intelligence. So their only way is hurting me until I turn to them? Or how can I explain to my inner child that I was only having these good memories as I was able to comply with what they wanted for me? And how can I stop feeling bad from keeping my baby boy from them if I know my father's dream was always to be near his children and grandchildren, but I'm consciously acting against his wishes? I'm not gonna lie, I feel like something like this goes way above and beyond my non-existent pay grade. I mean, I don't know if for sure what the therapist says is 100% the truth, but I would definitely lean towards believing it more than not believing it. I think at some level you have to just identify that despite how badly you want a good and functioning relationship with your parents, they just may physically be unable to provide that in a way that's healthy for everybody. Our next story is entitled Grandma. I find myself entangled in a complex family situation and I would truly appreciate some advice and insights from the community. Here's the story. Our family has a shared grandmother whom my mother, brother, and I have been primarily taking care of. Around 10 years ago, we moved away from living together due to strained relations between my mom and grandma. My grandma has four children, including my father and three aunts. Unfortunately, all three aunts share a mutual resentment towards my mother, which made it challenging for her to live with grandma. The turning point for us was when one of the aunts actively fueled my grandma's animosity towards my mom. Even we overheard their conversations and phone calls confirming this. Ultimately, my father chose to move away from the situation, and we settled in the city. Despite the strained relationship, we still visit and help grandma as needed. Over time, the situation has improved somewhat, but it remains complicated. My grandma is bitter and a conservative woman who still harbors resentment towards my mom for moving away. She's also becoming increasingly controlling, attempting to assert her authority and be the center of attention. Recently, we've noticed a pattern in her behavior. Grandma has started manipulating us by crying especially when she wants something or feels that she's not getting enough attention. Her mental state seems to be affected as she's become depressed from living all alone. Despite her loneliness, she remains unaware of her manipulative tendencies and how her actions affect others. Even though my mom continues to care for her, her efforts are often met with unappreciation. It's disheartening because my mom has been subjected to hurtful behavior from grandma who has even resorted to calling her ugly names and making hurtful accusations. 
The aunts have played a part in worsening the family relationships over the past decade. They talk to grandma daily, gossip about all of us, and influence her perception of my mom negatively. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. One particular aunt living close to grandma seems to be the most involved in this undermining behavior. Recently, grandma's health has deteriorated. She has knee problems and has had an operation on one of them. However, she refuses to proceed with further treatment, which hampers her mobility and independence. She also faces dental issues. Despite feeling sympathy for her, it's challenging to provide assistance. One of the aunts has taken on the responsibility of cooking for grandma and visiting her a few times a week. My mom, on the other hand, cannot dedicate the time or energy for this task, especially as she receives resentment in return. Grandma believes my mom is obligated to help, and therefore doesn't feel the need to express gratitude, even if my mom does her best. Moreover, this aunt guilt trips us, claiming that my mom should keep doing these things. In the past year, tensions escalated significantly due to grandma's phone problems. Her WhatsApp-enabled smartphone, which has all our contacts, made it challenging to reach her. Additionally, her regular cell sim malfunctioned, which we tried to fix but faced difficulties. These issues led to misunderstandings and threats of a lawsuit from grandma. As a result, my mom decided to stop contact with grandma, and my brother and I, living in another town for studies, became worried about the situation. We sought advice from the aunt who only in return refused to get involved and denying knowledge of the matter. Yesterday, my brother visited grandma and during a conversation with her, grandma expressed her desire to cut off contact with our mom and blocked our phone numbers. She blamed my mom for various family issues and accused her of being the cause of our grandfather's death. We also discovered that the aunt, who pretended to be neutral, had been actively helping grandma and blocked us on the phones, even though we talked with her about this, and she claimed she was neutral and ignorant of this. We even learned from grandma that aunt called her and, through tears, was describing how the problem with phone will prevent her from calling her. Despite the turmoil, grandma still expects us to visit and assist her. My brother and I are considering cutting contact, but it's difficult as she lives alone and is in poor physical condition. However, the ongoing strain, particularly caused by one aunt, makes it challenging to maintain the relationship. This all probably seems bizarre, since it's very childish behavior. We do not know how to act on this, and it's very frustrating. Our dad works abroad and is not fully aware of the situation, but he has a history of not being strict enough with his mom and sisters, which has caused pain for my mom. It's essential for him to step in and establish boundaries for everyone involved. If he doesn't, my mom might consider divorce as a last resort. I would greatly appreciate any advice, especially if our dad chooses not to intervene properly. My brother and I are frustrated with the situation, and even if you don't have specific advice, sharing this has been beneficial for me to vent my feelings. Honestly, cutting contact I think is the way to go. 
I know it's not a decision you can make easily because of the condition she's in, but I just think it's overall for the best. Leave this big mess that the ants created for the ants to deal with. Our next story is, my high school dropout daughter needs a job now. I've been a bit on this subreddit and I remembered a good story about an entitled mother and her high school dropout daughter who was just as entitled as her mother. A little info, I live in Belgium and have an internship at an interim office. If you don't know what that is, it's basically an office that specializes in finding jobs for other people. It's a really fun and rewarding job, but it has its downsides. If you drop out of high school in Belgium, it's really, really hard to find a job. Since almost no company wants to hire you, only fast food places, retail stores, and production companies. Now, let's get to the story. This all happened in the month of January, which is a very busy month for us, and we had a lot of people and companies to call. I was working on a list of people who were quitting or fired, meaning I had to call them and ask the reason for them leaving the company, when this lady and her daughter walked in. I greeted them with a smile and asked what I can do for them. Entitled mother says, My daughter's looking for a job. I say, Okay, ma'am, do you have an appointment? She says, No. Sorry, but you'll have to wait a little bit. None of my colleagues are available at the moment. I'm almost done with my task and then I'll help you right away. She says, can't you help us now? I'm sure your task can wait a bit longer. Sorry, ma'am, you don't have an appointment with us and that means you don't have priority. And my task is very important and needs to be completed ASAP. She says, fine. She was obviously not happy with my response, but she sat down and gave me a glare. I just sat down and continued my work. After maybe 10 to 15 minutes, I was done with my task and invited her to sit at my desk. She quickly came over and sat down and I could see by the way how she walked that she was very ticked. Her daughter took a seat next to her and I started with filling in the standard information. Name, age, address, etc. After that, I started with more specific questions. What kind of job are you looking for? The entitled daughter says, I want to work as a kindergarten teacher. I say, hmm, that's a bit difficult to find. I don't think we have any at the moment, but we do have some applications for a daycare. Would you be interested for that? She says, sure. I say, great. Before you can apply for that, I need a copy of your second grade diploma so I can add it to your profile. Otherwise, you won't be able to apply for this job. She says, oh, I don't have a second grade diploma. I said, I'm sorry, you can't apply for this job then. May I suggest you apply for a job in retail or fast food? We have a lot of those at the moment. At this point, Entitled Mother is at her boiling point. She puffs up and starts to go on a rant. My daughter's not going to work at a dirty fast food joint. She is way too smart and pretty for that. She wants to work at a daycare. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am, but your daughter needs a secondary diploma for that. If she doesn't have one, I'm not allowed to give her that job. She says, she's smart enough for that job. She doesn't need a diploma. Just give it to her. I said, I can't give the job to her, ma'am. She needs a secondary diploma by law. If I give her that job, it can cost me my internship and can give the company legal trouble. And I can't afford to do that. She pulls up her nose and gives me a glare of pure disgust. The entitled daughter says, of course it had to be an intern helping us. You don't know anything. Can we see someone who actually works here? I say, all my colleagues are currently busy, so I can't disturb them. The daughter says, no, you're lying. They're probably in the break room. Go get them. 
At this point, I'm getting sick and tired of this lady being an all-around idiot. I calmly get out of my seat and point to the door. Ma'am, could you please leave? You're being very hostile towards me. She says, no, how dare you even speak to me like that? I'm not leaving until you get someone who knows what they're doing or my daughter gets a job in a daycare. I said, for the last time, ma'am, I'm not giving her a job in a daycare if she doesn't have a diploma. If I knew one of the employees in a daycare doesn't have a diploma, I wouldn't send my kid there. Now I'm asking you one more time to leave or I will call security. Me mentioning security scared her, so she gathered her things and started walking for the door, but not before giving me a death glare. The entitled daughter said, I'm going to make sure that you lose this internship. Mark my words. I later heard that they went to a different office where the girl applied for a job in a fast food joint. I hope you like this story. I have plenty more about my time at the internship, but not all of them are suited for r slash entitled parents. I mean, yeah, any job where you're working with kids, I certainly hope that you have to be very accredited for. I mean, imagine having your kid and going to a daycare or a childcare place and finding out that they hire people who don't even have a high school diploma or a GED. You wouldn't necessarily trust dropping your kids off there, would you? I'm not saying people who don't graduate high school or have a GED couldn't do a good job. I'm just saying the public's confidence in a place like that probably would not be very high. This next story is, Entitled Mom Tries to Buy My Pet Lizards Off Me For Her Son. So to start, I have two bearded dragons. One is expensive and very pretty looking, is yellow with orange and a very grayish blue. He's also much larger than most dragons, which makes him opportunity for people who want to study him or take photos or try to buy him, hence the story now. I also have a female named Bella who's a little less pretty, but we all love her the same. Now, I'm 16, and I have a few disorders like social anxiety and bipolar manic depression, so these lizards are my lifeline. They're not official service animals because of laws and whatnot, but... I take them anywhere I legally can and is legally safe. The story takes place in a pet-friendly mall. I have a stroller to carry these guys in that doubles as a backpack. They're very well behaved. They don't jump out and I can zip them up if need be. Now, people who know bearded dragons know that they can't be put together in the same cage or in places together with no supervision. My bearded dragons are more friendly than most. They don't care about other dragons or animals and there's a divider in the stroller. Okay, now with the story, sorry for the long rant. So I'm walking with my friend around GameStop and I just had a pleasant interaction with the lady working there. She took some photos and we discussed reptiles because she had a leopard gecko at home. We traveled a few times around the mall, stopped at the food court, grabbed some food, specifically sushi. After we'd finished eating and continued walking, I was stopped by a non-Karen looking lady but had a very tubby and red-faced little boy who looked very upset. The mom then introduced herself, we'll call her Karen, and the first interaction goes like this. Karen says, Hey, can we see your bearded dragons? My son really likes them, he thinks you're very pretty. Of course, let me unzip their carrier so you can see them, I said. Her son kind of squeaks and says yay and he's very excited opposite of how he looked earlier. So I take out Bella because she's the most friendly and has a lot less anxiety. Note, Aussie has had a bit of social anxiety and is very in tune with people's emotions. The mom asked, can my son hold him? He's never held one before. Another note, 
they wear ferret harnesses with leashes because when I let them in the grass on the floor, they like to trot around. The son then kind of retorts that he would rather hold Aussie because bigger and prettier. I then say, I'm sorry, I'd rather you not hold him. He's a bit more sensitive and I don't like him getting scared with new people holding him. The mom then said, oh, it's fine. He can hold him. He's very nice with animals. He's almost a special connection with them, you know. I was holding Bella at this point and started to sense that this is gonna get out of hand. So I went to grab the carrier to put her back. When this happens, the mom says, look, my son really likes him. So would it be possible for me to buy them both? At this point, I'm zipping up the carrier and getting ready to put it on my back and say to her, no, Karen. I'm not willing to sell you my ESAs just because your son is really interested. Also, do you not understand how much money and work these guys are? The mom clapped back with, If you don't sell me them, I'll call the police and say you stole them. She then lunged for the bag in my hands before I had the chance to put it on, and I just barely managed to turn before she grabbed it. Now, my friend has been gone getting security about halfway through this, and at this point was about there with one of the guards, and when she saw this, I don't know what she thought, but it wasn't anything logical. The mom then says, yelling, She stole them! She stole my pets! Those are mine! She saw my carrier! She stole all of it! The guard sighs and asks the lady to please leave, or she'll have police called on her again. She's arguing with the guard about how it's real this time, and he's just staring at her with utter disbelief, I assume with how stupid she is, hopefully. Also, her son at this point was crying about how he didn't get a hold of my lizards and how he won't get to have one for a pet. Thankfully, the guard at this point had just told us to go do our thing because he had this handled, and it's not uncommon that this has happened with this person, and if she comes back for us and doesn't leave, please let him know. So we did, and as we were leaving the mall... She was in handcuffs in a police cruiser with a lady with a service dog standing not too far behind talking to another officer. You know, after the guard pointed it out, it doesn't surprise me that this happened at a notably pet-friendly mall. If you have a Karen and a goody-goody two-shoes kid with them who wants the world, going to a pet-friendly mall is like window shopping for the best of the best. I mean, hopefully, most people who bring a pet to the mall are going to bring a well-behaved or good pet, so this Karen might as well have walked their spoiled, rotten kid down the candy aisle. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.